Night Shift Football Podcast, episode 96. Awesome. Here we go. Let's do it. Tommy's joining me once again this week. Uh, no Premier League. We got FA Cup stuff, a little bit of La Liga, whatever. Football here, there, every fucking where. Um, everywhere, all at once. Uh, where should we start? How about we start with some uh, fantasy? Because we, we didn't do an update last week, I don't think. Nah. Is there any overriding reason why we're not talking about fantasy? I can't. It's not. It's not because we don't care about it. We definitely have no, the full investment no. of creating a league and carrying yes. our listeners through it. Absolutely. Well, we sit 43rd out of 54 people in our own league. Unreal. Um, we, we've it's, made it's some- It's poor luck. It's poor luck more than anything. Poor luck. Yeah, sure. We'll go with injuries, that. Injuries at the wrong time. You know, the board continually try and sell. It's it's difficult. Yeah. The, the fans are out there, though, with uh, Sam and Tom out banners, though. They're not happy with the league position, so we've had to make a few January transfer with no moves, try and fix things up. Um, we we made a few. What are we? We managed to get Harry Kane in though to replace Gabriel Jesus. You happy with that? Yeah, not too shabby. Not too shabby. I didn't realize Jesus was out, so that was news to me. <laughs> Otherwise, Harry goals Kane. This guy won't stop, and oh, maybe he will now. <laughs> he may well stop. He may have the night shift. Um, Nice shift shift 11 curse. Uh, What else did we do? We got Andreas Pereira in for your mate, Aronson. A.A. Aronson. Mm, A.A. Ronson. My poor boy. A.A. Ronson. My poor, petite American boy. Yeah, he sucks. He doesn't suck. He's just like a child. We had this conversation off air just before and you pretty much agreed he sucked. No, I said he's got glaring flaws that Mm. make him not a great footballer, but I wouldn't say that he sucks. (laughs) At football? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, we also had a lingering Reese James <laughs> playing right back with his injury this whole time we were, for us. We were one of those guys that just held out just in case he yeah. came back. Uh, did I don't think we did. We just forgot. Uh, we forgot. We neglected our team. We ne- neglected our squad. Uh, but we got in uh, <laughs> Ren and Lodi from Forest. Now, you, listeners may be thinking we we've made some pretty tough changes here. But uh, we don't have money. We don't have any money because we bought shit to start with and they've only gone down in value and now we've had to trade them for slightly different shit. So uh, we'll see what happens. We're, hopefully we can be on the up this week. Yeah, this is a cruel revelation of capitalism in the game, isn't it? Yeah. On the bright side, in the Broadcaster League, we're only 114,025th. Yo, that's not yeah. too bad. We're in the top hundred. 14,030. Contextually, that's a really good effort from the lads, I think. Um, I think it shows the quality <laughs> of the league that we've created as well. We're, mm. we're playing in the top division, so what, what can you expect? Yeah. Uh, leading the way, once more, I'm not sure who the highest point getter was in the last the last week. I had a quick scroll, scroll through. It was pretty low scores. Um, the lowest, I think, was a 21. Someone got, we got a 35. <laughs> That doesn't uh, bode well for what I just said. Jeez, it's it's been grim. It's been grim. Uh, Todd's flogs working as well. There are heaps about nothing, friend. We've got a bunch of people now in the over the one thousand mark. Thirty people over the thousand mark. Callum Miller still leads the way. PK Blinders one thousand one hundred fifteen points ahead of Ryan Mitchell one thousand ninety eight and uh, Izzy Isaiah Mount one thousand ninety seven. That's our top three at the moment. It's all nice. pretty tight up there. Competitive. Um... PK Blinders' reputation did precede them, didn't they? 
shot straight to the top and haven't looked back. So mm. looking forward. Love that. Uh, all right. Let's do real football, not this fantasy stuff that we suck at. Should we jump into some FA Cup? You wanted to start with Liverpool and Wolves. Yes. Uh, Alison, very generous mood in this game. Just goes to he show was. that. He was. He was, wasn't he? Yeah, Maybe very he's, generous. He's got, a, he's got a soft spot for the old Wolverhampton Wanderers, nice, perhaps. Nice guy, nice guy, Ali, they call him, I think. That's what I've heard on the yeah, street. I, I've I've read a lot of things about him going down to like homeless shelters and you know making sure that he's dishing out bowls of soup and giving away mm. large amounts of his wealth to to the needy and mm. don't wolves need it they really needed this this kind of result for their season wolves are needy <laughs> and haven't they managed to scrap a, a fucking replay here against Liverpool is that is it a good thing for wolves given that they're tracking so poorly in the Premier League just to force another fixture in there that they probably won't win. Yeah, this is a debate that comes around every every year with the Cups, isn't it? But um, well, that's why they got rid of it in the Carabao, didn't they? The oh, replays. No, did they have it in the Carabao? Yeah. No, they just they go like straight to Pens or something now. They go straight to Pens, yeah. Yeah, something like that. Or do they still have extra time? I'm not sure. I don't really... I don't take any notice of the Carabao. Is it still the Carabao Cup? The, the EFL Cup. Cup? Yeah. Whatever it is. Whatever it is, it probably doesn't need to be around because I thought that was bizarre that three days after the World Cup final, there were teams playing League Cup fixtures already. Ridiculous. Um, Hasn't been good since it was called the Carling Cup, and that's where we end it. Nonetheless, um, I don't know. As a spectator, I guess, good for Wolves. You've always got that. If your league season's not going good, the fans have got the opportunity to suss a bit of a cup run. Hope you go on a, a good run, get some good away games maybe or a good away trip or draw a big club at home or something. I don't know. Maybe that's for the, the smaller teams that aren't in the Premier League, but I'd imagine Wolves fans got a bit of a kick out of their draw at Anfield and for for a few moments thought they had a winner at Anfield as well when and that, they were absolutely kick for them. Yeah. <laughs> that was brilliant. The most, I think that's probably the most cruel celebration of, of an away team I've seen all season. They yeah, um, because it there was no part of that phase of play except for the initial one that he's flagged for that you would assume was offside. So of course you would lose your mind. Mm. Uh, anything from this match that you particularly well, have? There was two. Or I I posed it to I know a where couple we're going. people. I posed it as favourable. It's not really what I think, but two favourable decisions that um. <laughs> They kind of maybe show the limitations of VAR or uh, the offside rule as it is, and it, they just so happen to fall in Liverpool's favour. There's no, there's no conspiracy here. Interesting. This ki- is you, I was kidding. the night, the uh, night shift tinfoil hat wearer. Oh, do do I go through a lot? Prices you, uh, well, you do love bad. a good conspiracy, and you're you're pretty happy this isn't one. I'm sa- I'm saving them all. I just. I've got to, at some point, got to start being consistent, right? And I think it's taken 96 episodes for me to realize that if the assistant wants to flag an offside and VAR isn't equipped to, like, actually decide if it's offside or not, like in this situation, then by all means, let's go with the assistant. He thought it was offside. Yeah. It's probably offside. I'm fine with that. The the second one's, you know, the, oh, the second one, I said the Salah goal uh, for the, was that the equalizer that made it 2-2? Or that put them 2-1 uh, up. Sellers, I believe, put them 2-1 up. Put them 2-1 up. Yep. That one's a little bit more murky, I think. Um, 
just by what is the definition of a, you know a, a defender a defender forcibly playing at the ball or a deliberate attempt at the ball. I just I feel like having that kind of ruling to decide whether or not a player is active or not doesn't take into account him having to play the ball because the guy's offside behind him. Yeah, that's um. We've had this discussion before. I reckon it's one of those. Uh, I don't know that you see the ball coming through. The defender can't possibly just like leave it. I don't think in a split second decision, leave the ball because the other guy's offside. He's not really to know. He has no. to kind of play at it. This one did to me, it looked a bit, uh, I don't know if you can make leeway in the rules there for like, it's it's all going to come down to so much interpretation. And I think the mm-hmm. idea is if he's, if he's played at the, I don't know if a deflection counts or if he's deliberate, but if he plays at the ball, and it goes through. I'm not I think, it's, I think it has sure. to be a deliberate play at the ball. Yeah. Um, so whether that's a lunge and it deflects off and stuff, you know, he would have to they, like pretty much outright leave it. Yeah. I think I think they make, they put, I agree. I think they uh, allow more leeway for headers and stuff because you aren't technically under control of the ball. And in this, I mean, it's a rash attempt to make a header to clear it. Yeah, um, this I think at no point he never he never had the ball under his control. What or doesn't really help here is that he's he's um made a real mess of it. Like he, yes, yeah, yeah. He's it's, it's he's a, not yeah. done himself any favors. Um, <laughs> he covered himself in glory. Know, it's always a tough one. I think. Yeah, uh, I think there's probably better examples of it where it probably should be offside. I'm not sure this one is because the defenders made. If the defender makes that much of a mess of it, should that also kind of come into consideration? You know, probably. Do you reckon that's but what they thought in the VAR box? It's like, very much. Oh, look at this interpretation areas. Yes, you know. So, yeah, yeah, whatever. Do you have any? Do you have problems with the offsider? Or I think we just did it before, didn't we? The offside winner. People seem to be lost as to who was offside or that was ruled out. Yeah. No, I'm, it, look, I'm I'm okay with that. I think it was the guy. Um, it wasn't the, the corner, corner taker. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's the corner taker. And I guess the thing is the. The linesman's done the right thing. If that is the case, the linesman's done the right thing by waiting. Totally. And he's waited and waited and waited, and then the play's Until ended the with a goal. And then he's put the flag up. Um, but VAR, for whatever reason, couldn't couldn't look at it and decide. So, I, lot, so. I, I looked this up. They didn't have the correct camera angle uh, calibrated in order to use the technology. They only had this one, uh, like a high technical... Yeah observation camera that doesn't have the var calibration that's, so to me it's they couldn't intervene to me that's no, exactly not, that's not good enough if we're gonna have it, it you know we can't be having these situations like that like the famous a-league incident where melbourne victory scored in the grand final against newcastle and went on to win one nil and it turns out var was down for like the 30 seconds where they scored like it's just supposedly there's got to be better you know we can't have this all right, especially at uh, at that level, teams like this. I don't know if that's a you know a relegation battle type game or something, or a battle for the title. We're talking lots and lots of money. Mm. Well, I mean, factor in the context of the FA Cup as well. The only reason this game had VAR was because it was two Premier League teams. So in yeah. the Leeds Cardiff game, which we're not going to discuss, that didn't have any VAR because they were playing at a Championship ground. Yeah, hundred percent. Right, another very, game, very weird. Another game that didn't have VAR was uh, Hartlepool and Stoke. Now, why was I up at one one a.m. watching Hartlepool and Stoke? Uh, because I'm a I'm a sicko, and I just you love are. punishment. I love 
just oh, tuning into whatever love it. whatever shit football is put on in front of me, I will watch it. Hartlepool oh, at their it, small Sammy. little league league two. They're in league two. They're down the lower ends of league two, I believe. Hartlepool uh, went down to a Stoke side that had a forty-year-old Phil Jagielka, and also had a midfielder by the name of Nick Power. Does Nick Power ring any bells for you? Nick Power does ring some bells. I had him in a very cherished FIFA save back in the day. For who? He was- I think it was for Cheltenham Town. I think that was when I used to take Cheltenham up into the Premier League. You did it. Who'd you sign him from? Do you remember? Was it, it may have been at the time Wigan or Manchester United. It may well have been. May well have been. He played three games for Manchester United between 2012 and 2016. Apparently he had a pretty bad knee injury and it never worked out. Um, had a few loan spells. Wigan, Leicester, Hull. Um, didn't play a whole lot of football in like a long period of time. Found some found some joy at Wigan, and now he's at, he's been at Stoke for the last few years. So there you go. Well, Stoke have former it, Man United midfielders. There you go. Is that a comeback? Is that a comeback story? It sounds. I mean, if you, if we come back to Stoke, it's not really a rags. I to think riches. It's, it's a it's, it's more uh, of a no. riches to rags story. <laughs> it's a. It's good that he managed to get back to playing football yep. after his injuries, but he's one mm-hmm. of those players that never reached. He never reached the level people thought he would. He's still only 28, so that kind of gives you a bit of a, an indication of where he's at. So 28 uh, playing for Stoke. He's having a good good professional career. He's having a good role. I'm almost convinced 40-year-old Jagielka would still be prime Jagielka. Uh, well, he looked okay last night, but I guess not too troubling against Hartlepool. Um, my big takeaway from this game, really, uh, why I enjoyed watching it so much was that, I don't know, it just it was... a pissing with rain like freezing cold looking day and there were just people were just huddled in under verandas standing in standing in groups with their jackets and beans I, I don't know it just really took me back to the local game um i love seeing some of these low league two lower league grounds where they're just kind of seating on the side and then a bit of a terrace behind the goals all very small tucked in i just, I just really enjoyed it it's the grounds isn't it it does it, it feels a little bit of pure like- stuff Proper football, yeah. This is very gatekeeper yeah. from us again. Yeah. It was reminding me of the, uh, you know, a cold, windy day at Argana Park and everyone's huddled under the one the one veranda behind the goals and it was good stuff. But Stoke eventually ran away 3-0, too good for these guys. But um, I would say, like I was saying before with Wolves, I think for a team like Hartlepool who are kind of struggling, they kind of yo-yo between League Two and National League. Getting to play a championship side at home is probably a pretty good draw uh, draw card for them. Definitely, financial like financially speaking, yes, every single time. Good stuff. All right, the next game we have is uh, is this yours? What have we got? Villa Stevenage. Oh my god, can you oh. believe it? Oh, I can. I can. It's yeah. The the war drum they're banging again, Sammy. You, they've they've replaced their Sam and Tom signs war and they've put Unai on. Yeah, <laughs> they're not happy up at Villa. They're not happy, man. Or should they be? Uh, with this, I don't know. What was the strength of the team? I didn't look too deeply into it. So Is the, this a competition they should be winning? I don't know. Well, they should be beating Stevenage. This Villa team had Callum Chambers, <laughs> Matty Cash, uh, Ludwig Augustinson. World Cup performer, Matt, Matty Cash. Thank you. Yeah. Morgan Sanson. They're signed over from Marseille. Leon Den Donker, Douglas Lewis, Danny Ings, Philippe Coutinho. Uh, Philippe Coutinho and Leon Ooh. Bailey. This is quite a Philippe. strong Villa side still, and that they is. have they have 
fallen at home to Stevenage. Stephen they've Age. Co- they've collectively lost their minds. I can't. I just, you can't even fathom it, really. You think they're just going to cruise to a one-nil victory? They had most of the play in this game. I mean, they 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 did. They get the decisive goal, and you think that their Premier League experience is going to see them through. But the side, I think it was like fifty-six places lower than Villa uh, in the pyramid. Get those two goals in the dying minutes, Sammy. They say two nils the worst uh, score to be uh, in front by. Maybe one nil is. One nil mathematically seems like it would be a worse score to be leading by than two nil. Mm, yeah. Uh, 86th minute, 85th minute, 86th minute, um, they get the, Stephen is get the penalty. Leon Dendonka straight red. He loses the ball, <laughs> loses the ball just outside Oof. the box. Then he makes a hash of trying to win it back, pulls on the defender, also kind of kicks him and drags him down. Uh, referee <laughs> gives him a straight red as well as the penalty, which I, I thought the pen was enough probably a yellow but straight red he's given right on top really really digging the boot in that's harsh isn't it it looks harsh because there are other defenders kind of there and it's it doesn't look a completely deliberate um like foul it looks like he's genuinely trying to win the ball which does kind of which does work around the double jeopardy kind of thing with the yellow card uh the penalty and red but i don't know if the referee deems for him to be not really making a realistic attempt there and the red card is fine. No, I don't agree. I think the referee's on one. I can't understand. Just give the penalty, dude. Well, he lost the ball, and then he was behind the guy trying to shoot one on with the keeper. So, whatever. I'll give him a break. He wouldn't have scored anyway. Uh, the booze rang out, though. Edge. The booze rang out post-game, didn't they? They did. Um, does that mean that they want him out, or they're just disappointed with the fact that Stevenage had been mugging them off on Twitter? <laughs> did, you, did you see? during not. the. Even during the game, they must have thought they were in with a sniff here because, like, uh, Coutinho comes off in the 66th minute and they tweet, the substitution took longer than usual as they had to dig him out of Luther James Wilden's back pocket. And even just just the name of the defender and you think, oh, my God, this is so embarrassing for Villa. Poor, poor blokes. Poor Aston Villa. He's been pocketed by a guy that comes from a family of polo players and rowers. <laughs> Emery out. Um, the last one, Manchester City, Chelsea. Uh, you got this one? Yeah, I've got this one. Uh, Chelsea became the eighth Premier League side to go out in the third round, which is the most since 2008. Put Chelsea City aside for one second. Uh, does this like further illustrate no one really gives a shit about the FA Cup? Half the Prem not making it through? Uh, does it? No, I don't think so. Yeah, I reckon a few, no. few of them got rocked by lower league teams, Villa being one, obviously. I don't think it means they don't care. They're just... Newcastle, another one. Come on, it is, surely it is, Newcastle care. It's an opportunity to to rotate and give other guys a go. And those guys just not always being able to prove it. There were some strong sides getting around. So well, then why are you saying they didn't care about it? Because I think it's Confused. like... I think it's like an internalized thing by the players that the FA Cup doesn't matter anymore. I wouldn't agree. I don't. I don't think so. Interesting to see how you could prove that. No, well, it's theoretical, <laughs> as is most of the things football related that we discussed. Uh, but yeah, City turned Chelsea over four 0 comfortably twice in three days. Really showing them who's boss. Um, Mares finding some scoring touch. Yep. He scored in the Premier League fixture. 
and also um, uh, belted in a banger of a free kick. Did you see any of the goals in this game? No, I haven't seen any of this one. I went to bed just before it. That's fair. There's a couple. I'll definitely see the Mahrez free kick. That was excellent. Um, but the the third goal in particular, the one that's finished off by Foden, uh, it's like a it's one of the most Guardiola goals you can think of. A whole minute of them passing the ball in midfield in tight areas and then spreading it from right to left, back right. Um, and then there's like just this three or four like just immense one-touch movements to get the ball from the right-hand side into the box and then a square and then a one-touch finish. It's just by Foden. It's a, it's a bloody great goal. And Brilliant stuff. Yeah, city humming, absolutely humming. Yeah, good stuff. Um, Chelsea, I don't know. We did them to death last week, but, you know, this club spent something like upwards of $300 million in the last five, six months. Uh, With only more to come, probably. To only to lose to City 4-0 and be performing the way they have been in the Premier League. Uh, geez, it's it's grim. They are. They're going down without a whimper. And they, you know, similar, we're talking about Leeds prior to this, how disjointed they look and they're just kind of bereft of what they're supposed to be doing. They Chelsea look better marshaled and they obviously have better players. But I kind of get the impression that they don't want to play the way Potter wants them to play, or there's 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 a communication breakdown somewhere between defense and midfield that is just it's allowing them too much space for their opposition to exploit, and their press isn't quite right. It's, yeah, it does. Do you just do you think it's going to work with time, or uh, I wouldn't be in a rush to get rid of him, get rid of Potter. Um... I, don't, I keep saying they're, that they're going to come good and I keep thinking they're going to because I look at this team on paper and I, they've got the pieces, I guess, but just for, for whatever reason, it's not working. So maybe they should, they just need to spend more money again. More money? Or just, I propose... Just keep spending more and more. I've got a good idea. Uh, we could we swap go. managers between Leeds and Chelsea. So Leeds will have Grand Potter and maybe oh. Chelsea could unite Jesse Marsh with Christian Pulisic and you know create the formidable duo that everyone has in America has so frothed over. Is that what everyone's waiting for? Is it? I think Pulisic so. Pulisic and Marsh. Pulisic and Marsh. that what needs to happen? Um, could he take Aronson as well? Is he American? He is a. American. A. He could take him. A.A. Ronson can go as well. And then take now Leeds have gotten rid of Marsh and A.A. Ronson. And uh, you're looking heaps better. Plus you've gained Potter. And now, now like... next thing you know, Leeds are doing what Brighton do. Yeah. It's uh, simple. Uh, Bloody Cucurella will probably be there. Fix the left-back woes. There you go. It's that, it's that simple. And we've managed to talk about Leeds again somehow. Well done. We should we should, have more, we should have more direct managerial swaps in the Premier League. That would be fun. More, That's okay. not a well, bad idea. What else have we got? I was because mm, Okay, so Liverpool are struggling at the moment, right? So mm-hmm. maybe, maybe you want to try and get Klopp out, but you'd have to establish some ground rules. You could only take from clubs below you. Otherwise, okay. it would be unfair, right? Because like if Chelsea started poorly, they could go in. But oh, I want Arteta. That's not yeah. really going to work. So maybe they could go in for or oh, Patrick Vieira. Get mm. some solidity in Vieira there. Vieira to Liverpool. Yes. Get some discipline. Mm. Get a little bit of organisation in the I don't mind field. this at all. And then what? And then, Klopp, and then Klopp just has to go to... Is it like a permanent? Is it like a loan thing? A swap loan? Mm. Yeah. So it's, like, it's like Vieira goes to Liverpool and... For the rest of the season, and for the then, rest of the season, but then Klopp, yeah. Klopp goes to Palace and sees what, it, right, just to see what he can do with them for the next five months. Yeah, exactly. But they yeah. they can have different different kind of checkpoints that they hit along the way, 
And so if Klopp hits the checkpoints with Palace, he's allowed to go back to Liverpool. They release him back to the right. club. And then Palace get Vieira back. <laughs> yeah, they can but do whatever that, they want. Is that, is that negated by Vieira um, reaching his checkpoints with Liverpool? <laughs> yeah, though? Exactly. And he and then and he gets to stay. He gets to stay. And then at and the then... end of the six months, he gets to stay. And then um, Palace can either keep or discard Klopp. Klopp. Yeah, and he's got no say, uh, no say in it because uh, managers he... have no autonomy anymore. Kloppity Klopp's back to Germany. Mm. Very interesting. I don't mind this idea. Uh if you're listening to this and you've got some, send it in. Who would you like to see swap managers for the rest of the season and why? Tell us why, though. Uh, do they take a player it. with them? Do they take a player with them? Like a middle-of-the-range player? Are we getting too complicated? They could take a player with them, but it's got to be like one that they've managed for a like while. Who, who would Vieira take with him from Palace to Chelsea, though, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, Probably not, none of them. I think none of them. But could Klopp be like, all right, I'm going. All right, I'm going to Palace uh, for six months. Uh, who doesn't really play a whole lot that could probably Oxley? I was thinking, yeah, yeah, the Ox. I was he thinking he could take Ox. James Milner. I think James brings, Milner would be a, a good presence down at Palace. He brings a navigator, navigator or something. I don't know, <laughs> something like that. He brings a GPS navigate. Uh, just on FIFA, it sounds like he says navigator, navigator. <laughs> that's all. That's that's one it. of them. All right, good stuff. I don't mind that. Good chat. Wicked. Uh, I'll quickly, I quickly want to just uh, mention, you were giving me shit before when we did our run sheet. You noticed that I hadn't put any Syria on there. Mm, uh, there no. was that wasn't deliberate. I just thought we'd, you know, I was I'd give it a few weeks and then come back do it again. Uh, but there was some some changes. I can't remember if there was midweek games in Syria that. We didn't cover any of them because it was just I about to... I don't remember if there were any or not, but Milan lost to... I can't remember if we covered Milan beating Spencer Napoli losing to Inter at the San Siro. But anyway, Napoli lost did. to Inter. Napoli lost yeah. to Inter. Milan, a great chance. They closed the gap a bit on Napoli there. Uh, but then Napoli came out and won this week and Milan blew a 2-0 lead at home. In the last few minutes, Roma scored twice. Mourinho just loves haunting me. So he came and did that again. Good stuff. Uh, also, Juve have now got like a ridiculous number of clean sheets. I've lost the stat. I had it here in front of me and I've lost it. But um, a ridiculous... Let's go with nine. I'm going to say nine. A ridiculous number of clean sheets. Um, I saw people commenting like an Italian pages calling it like a Legri ball. I was like, eh, uh, they're not necessarily winning all the time either, but... No, does everything have to be just keeping the ball out the net? No, does everything have to be manageable? It doesn't. Parking the bus. Parking the bus doesn't seem like. Shouldn't you shouldn't get the word ball? No, like wall, Allegri wall. (laughs) That's much better. (laughs) Something like that. (laughs) Much better. (laughs) Uh, Ball should be reserved for like Ange and Bielsa, people like that. Thank you. The beautiful game, pet ball. No, that sounds stupid. It does sound stupid. And Guardiola, Guardiola uh, big big uh, spending and buying the best players ball. There we go. We've done that. All right. Picky tacker pep. So yeah, Syria. Uh, it got it got closer and then it's drifted out again. That's that's my update. Uh, did you you wanted to do a little La Liga because we've had a change in the title race. Real Madrid went down this week. We had Barca Atletico as well. That was pretty big. Uh, talk us through it. Barca getting the job done over Atletico Madrid. 
who, you know, themselves really needed these points because they've got uh, uh, high-flying Raul Betis and uh, Raul Sociedad in third and fourth right now. So they've got a proper challenge this season to make, uh, you know, direct Champions League or even scrape their way in through any kind of competition. And in this game, they didn't really show up again like they so often do in big games. They sit deep behind the ball. They shit house a lot. They shit house to the point where they're involved in like extremely erotic wrestling matches with the with the opposition. <laughs> yep. And they, you know, they just continue to confirm themselves as the absolute villains of European football. A team that you can't help but respect the, the way that they get results, but at the same time, I don't anymore. Absolutely hate the way that they get results. But yeah, they're so good at it. Maybe this season will be their oncoming, but I think they last year the way they came undone against City and then the way they've played this season, I think they are definitely it's it's losing its touch a bit and now it's become more just like uh, if if you're not going to win all the time playing that way, change it up and actually use the quality players you've got a bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, the the it wrestling is, incident, is, yeah. I, sorry, I was just going to say it, it is sad to see. Griezmann, who was so free for France in the World Cup and so influential, you know, and uh, covering every blade, of, uh, every blade yeah. of grass. The role then he has shackled in him. Yeah, the role he has in this Atletico team. I don't know. He likes it there. I guess he loves it, but it's criminal. It's criminal. I hate seeing it like that because yeah, it was. I loved the way he played in the World Cup. Seeing him get back out to. He can be a real creative 10. He can play on the wing. He can play up front. He's a really versatile he play player. Deep. He can play yeah. box-to-box midfield he's, now. He's brilliantly. He's brilliant when he's involved and running about and getting on the ball all the time. He's he's just asked to do so much defensive nothing work here just for the sake of Atletico's shitty Being defensive tactic block. and their shape. Um, and then they go, they go and end up conceding in the first 20 minutes anyway. <laughs> You know, yeah, which is the travesty of it all, isn't it? Because you think, okay, at that point, maybe they should, you know, throw the shackles off and actually give it a fucking go. Yeah, but no, um, the goal's really nice, though. Uh, the usual suspects involved in the build up, Pedri, Gavi, instrumental in laying off Dembele's sweet finish. Yeah, uh, these, these guys, these, these guys, guys are, are scary wicked. good. These yep. guys are scary good, Pedri and Gavi, especially. Uh, I noticed Pedri, I, I talked about Pedri last season because I'd I decided to watch a Barca game, watch these young guys play. And he played, it was one of his first games. He came in for Busquets and he played holding midfield. And they said he was meant to be, he was meant to be like a number 10 or an attacking mid or creator. But he played holding midfield and he just looked like Busquets. He didn't look out of place at all. He was controlling, um, just dictating absolutely everything. And then with Busquets back in the team, he plays a more central role, central midfield, or plays a, a bit, maybe a bit like a 10, bit of a box to box. Uh, but now he's he started this game on the wing and he was heavily involved, running forward with the ball, laying it off to Gabby, who laid it off for Dembele. And um, the, the whole thing started with Pedri. It was excellent. Uh, good good gun. Another another one I really like who was given a straight red in this was Ferran Torres. Mm, that's uh, what a bizarre moment, man. And it was like not caught on camera either. And it was um, we had the the out-of-stadium commentators, so they didn't see it either. And so they're being informed through their microphone what's going on. And they're, like, relaying well, the they often like- The way that usually works is they just have to sit and wait uh, to see what the replays show. Yeah. And they wait, yeah, to the see re- what, they wait to see what they get on screen. They don't get anything in their ear or anything. They're just, you know, mm. 
At the, yeah, at that moment, I think because the red cards were brandished, uh, brandished so quickly, the referee stopped the game and walked straight over there and threw them out to two guys. And uh, I ran mean, off. They, 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 yeah, he did run, didn't he? Little he bitch. just sprinted away. <laughs> he just saw two guys enacting some kind of lustful wrestling bout. You cannot tell me there was not a little bit of sexual tension at the bottom of that <laughs> that little rendezvous that the two had on the pitch. I, I'm positive I saw Torres um, grab uh, Savage's dick in this. I don't think he did. I re- no, I reckon. Look, allegedly. I've already, I've already used the word alleg- allegedly. Allegedly. I allegedly have the screenshot of Torres grabbing Savage's dick and allegedly. I'll put it on okay. the Facebook page tomorrow morning. Well, yeah. We, we can examine. We can examine how grotesque <laughs> this this uh no this, there was nothing in this and the fact that they both got sent off is kind of a shame in my eyes i i quite liked it i thought it was funny it, they're not are they reds no it's a lustful expression of desire they're not reds they just wanted to get in each other's faces yeah it was weird they it looked kind of rough but also just kind of they both they both also just kind of got up and then got on with it and they were about <laughs> to continue playing. And then when the ref, ref gave them red cards, they both looked at each other like, what the fuck? Like, Come on, whatever. really? Uh, it, almost, it, it felt like a hockey moment where they were allowed to throw the gloves off and just give one another one. Yeah, they're allowed, they do get a penalty for that. Um, but whatever. We should, in, uh, we should incorporate it. Ten minutes before that, Angel Correa let, got to a ball that had gone out and it clearly had gone out and he tried to keep it in. The linesman put his flag up, and Correa has absolutely belted this ball at the linesman. Missed him, just. Just. Um, but he was he was given a yellow. So two players having a bit of a wrestle and then getting up to get on with the game, straight reds. Uh, player absolutely leathering a ball at a linesman who's not even looking, only a yellow. Is Does that sit right with you? No, not at all. Correa's a grub for this. This, like, this is a much worse indiscretion than two guys – consensually wrestling because they were both involved. And this kind of thing is like, are you not going to protect your assistant referees? They've made a decision that the player hasn't liked and he has fair whacked that half volley at him. Um, But he's good enough to make sure that it does miss him. But nonetheless, Simeone is in the background, like using the hand (laughs) emojis to calm him down. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. It's um that for, that for me is way more of a red card indiscretion than the wrestling. It's an area where I do think football falls behind other sports. Um, the respect for referees. I know we get irate about their decisions and things, but in the grand scheme of things, um, players running up and surrounding referees or like barging into them and so they retreat. Like I feel like they should just be allowed to absolutely just trigger yellows. Just, just fire them out. Give book everyone. Just, you know, get it out of your pocket. Take one more step, mate. One more step mm. closer. Bang, yellow. Yeah. Just get out of my face. And then the the problem is, change? you know, you you would yeah, you would get behavioural change, but it would take the absolute extreme for like a game to be called off because you've second yellowed guys that have gotten your face twice for dissent, and it would happen three or four times, and you would be in a situation where you you've got a game of like ten people against seven people. Brilliant, and that it. It's brilliant to us, but it doesn't look good to the referees' association, to the, you know, the FA or the Spanish Football Federation, or you know, whoever's in control of whatever game is descended into farce. I yeah. get it. I'm with you, but I can see why they don't just or like maybe, throw yellows out. Or maybe there's some sort of other 
uh, post game system. I hate I hate to cite AFL, but oh, um, here we go. This is murky territory, Sam. I hate to cite them, but you know they are they're not they're a terrible example of their use of like a match review panel. But something of that sort where you look and go, uh, there's like 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 a demerit type thing maybe mm-hmm. for your you know your surrounding of referees because it's intimidation. They try to bully referees into decisions, especially after they've already made a decision. And and the players go up and surround them. And the ref just going to go, oh, actually, you know what? Now that you've surrounded me like this and got in my face, I've changed my mind. Like, I'm reversing <laughs> my decision. Like, it just doesn't happen. So, I don't know. What maybe do they call a- it in a criminal law? It's racketeering or something? It's, like the, it's the collective intimidation of officials I'm not, and... <laughs> I'm not going into law here. I don't, that's not what this is. I can't do it. All right. <laughs> I agree with you, though. Yeah, it would be nice if it was punished. Uh, I think that's all we got. You got anything else? I had just a couple of uh, tidbits from Spain as well on the weekend. Uh, David Silva, formerly of Manchester City, scored yes. for Real Sociedad. Yes. On his 37th birthday over the weekend's fixtures, what which I thought is pretty remarkable, considering Sociedad are also uh, third in the league at the moment. They are. They're right and high, having a great season, one to keep an eye on. Um, but also, this this will probably be a future quiz night question on the football topics somewhere along the line. So lock this one in. He's the oldest player to score on his birthday in La Liga history. Wow. So I hope that's, hope that's pushed out a really important vessel of information that you had lodged in your brain. Yeah, uh, it hasn't, but brilliant stuff. I love it nonetheless. Good work. That one down. And yeah. i just got one more for you as well. Here this we is go. A really, this All is right. a really good story. You're going to love this. We're going to finish on a feel-good story for we don't usually do this. Lucas Perez paid uh, 500,000 euros out of his own pocket to leave Cadiz. Uh, he dropped down two divisions to go to his uh, boyhood club, uh, Deportivo. He made his debut on the weekend and yes. scored twice in a 3-0 win. Nice. Good. That's a great story. That's, I think, my favourite story of the footballing calendar year so far. Yeah. Very nice. Good touch. He played for Arsenal, didn't he? That's the that's, same guy. <laughs> you've made me look like a fool here, Sam. I haven't done my research. Yeah, that's the same guy. He played for Arsenal for a little bit. They got him. Okay, uh, cool. Did he play? I'm trying to think if he played for West Ham as well. This is a good game now. Who has Lucas I'm Perez sure. not I know he plays for Arsenal. For? I can't remember if he just came straight from Spain and then went back to Spain or mm. if he had a little West Ham spell in there of I'm confusing him with someone else maybe. Um, Lucas just, Paqueta maybe. I'm looking it up. It's not Lucas Paqueta. He definitely did not play for I, I just I, and he's I love, Brazilian. love that notion of giving up, you know, the riches – Fuck, I'm good, aren't I? Kind of your career in a way to go back and give back to, you know, the 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 whole reason that you play the game, the whole reason you love football. And he's gone back and he's living out, I think, what a lot of people would dream that they would do mm. if they could if they were good enough. So uh, where is he at now? Is that Deportivo Lacaruna who he has played it, for twice it, before? Mm-hmm. Um Deportivo Lacaruna were a La Liga side. They were a stalwart side, some yeah. Time. Yeah, they were yeah. in there for quite a while. Um, they're now down in the depths of Spanish football. But, um, yeah, I was right. He played 11. He only played 11 league games for Arsenal for the one goal. He was one of those players. He never quite c- 
cracked the first team. Uh, so he played a lot of he played more games than that, but more in cups and things like that. Um, and then yeah, he <laughs> Arsenal sent him on loan to La Coruña, and then yeah, he had a quick one year at West Ham where he played fifteen league games and only managed the three goals. One of those players never quite never quite worked for him either. Yeah, it's a shame, but I'm glad to see him exercising all of his dreams now. Yeah, good stuff. There you go. All right, we might wrap it there for this week. Um, stay tuned. Keep an eye out for a red edition this week because we've got plenty to talk about. We've got Melbourne Victory coming up this week. We're going to talk about Adelaide's shitty performance on the weekend against Central Coast. We'll brush through that. We might go through a few of our memorable away trips that we've had in the past, given that it is Melbourne Victory Week and it's the anniversary of that big 4-1. Um, what else was I going to say? I had something else. doesn't matter. Oh, the controversy, controversy, quotation marks of the Sydney Wellington game. That'll be good. Um, also, if you're listening to it and you feel like it, just share it. Share the pod. Uh, go to the social media page. Like our stuff. Get around it. Also, tell your friends and families. I don't care if you don't want to listen to the pod. Just press play. Press play and turn it down on your phone or something while you're watching telly. <laughs> That's the big push this week is to yeah. just get people to play it. I don't care if you push. fucking listen to it or not. Yeah. Yeah. Also, like. A lot of teams I know are going back to pre-season this week. Um, people going back to their footy clubs and training. Some people at new clubs. If you're going out there, tell them, hey, I know this football pod. Give it a whirl. And then uh, if they don't want to listen to it, they can just press play and turn it down. And then we tell get them. the hit. No, I caught, I caught up with an old friend who said that he listened to the pod like religiously for the first 50 episodes and then stopped recently. And I scolded him for it. And I'll scold every <laughs> single one of you unless you continue with this thing. Yeah, if you don't want to hear us, that's fine. Just turn it down. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It does not matter to me. <laughs> Press play and turn it down. All it's right, yeah, imagine people stuff. do when I talk usually. Good stuff. Keep an eye out. Red Edition coming out soon as well. Have a good week, folks. Catch you, everyone. <laughs>